you're not alone Together we stand I'll be by your side You know I'll take your hand When it gets cold And it feels like the end There's no place to go You know I won't give in No, I won't give in I'm here for you, I'm here for you There's nothing you can 
we're saying goodbye to. People of Chicago have spoken, and they said, Lori Lightfoot, get the fuck out. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. And let me tell you, the studio is packed today. We are packed. Not only is Bubba riding co-host behind me, but the one and only Roscoe is all up in the house. That's right. He's going to join me for the first hour of the show today. He doesn't have a lot to input. He's got a bottle going right now, so you'll excuse him, but Roscoe is definitely all up in the house, and he's smiling already due to the fact that Lori Lightfoot finished third in the primaries, which means she doesn't even get to run for mayor in November. Uh, she, of course, came out and blamed the fact that they don't like black women of color in power. It had nothing to do with the highest homicide numbers in Chicago in the last 30 years. No, nothing to do with that. No, no, no. The, the city was threatened by her because she was a powerful black woman who's a lesbian, too. Amazing. Amazing. So, yes, um, uh, Chicago mayor is out on her ass. Goodbye, Lori Lightfoot. I'm sure the next few months in Chicago are going to be spectacularly horrible due to the fact that crime is going to go way through the roof because she ain't going to do she hot. I will tell you that much right now. Um, all right, let's say some good mornings here, Roscoe. You ready to say some good mornings? Okay, buddy. Uh, Battleborn first here. He says, I finished watching Full Swing and noticed AIG is plastered all over the place. You must be a sponsor. You'd think that, but, you know, me and the folks at AIG and the PGA Tour, we have an understanding. They can use it, and they're sponsoring some kind of insurance company. We all know the originator of AIG is yours truly right here. It happened at a Monday Night Raw. We all saw it. We all know what we're talking about here. But, yes, they should be a sponsor, but they're not. Bastards, I tell you. If I had any luck, it would just be bad luck. That's all there is to it. Um, well, Lottie freaking die. Straight fires in the house. He says, hey, it is ass hump day. Hold on a second here. Hump day? That's right. It is hump day today. Captain Labia says, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. He says, waited a month to get my ass fixed. Uh, and, and then goes, uh, just chance I was able to connect. It's night where I am, but morning to everyone. Well, well, good evening to you, uh, Captain Labia. Labia, where are you? If, if you can tell us. If, if you're not giving any government secrets away, you can tell us. That's awesome. We can put a, a push pin in the board of maps. Uh, my man Andrew says, good morning, ass family. It is... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! V Coop says, bye-bye, Beetlejuice. House Spain says, good morning, ass. So sick of snow. The Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family, and happy... Pump day! Um, let's see. Scott says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Uh, Sanchez family says, morning, big one. Biggin, uh, thank you. Oh, my lucky... 
only bratty kid is all up in this motherfucking house. I work with retards. Yeah, I know you do. I mean, but, you know, you still work with them. Uh-oh, retard alert. Yeah. Oh, you had another retard one walk alert. in? All right. Well, you have a spectacular day. Special Kale says, from what I've seen, the others eight uh, uh, are still liberal fucks, but as bad as she was, I don't know if you could get worse. Well, we'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to elect a liberal. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to. Con- no, no. Chicago's still stupid. They're just not as stupid as they once were. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, be bye-bye. But funny, they voted uh, you so that you're not a true cunt. Longhorn Wiener Dad says, good morning, my brother-ass family. It's my Friday, and OU still sucks. Good morning about that. Warbird is in the house. He says, good morning, dog. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, Let's see. V. Coop says, they don't want a black female mayor said by the black female mayor. Oh, Captain Labia is in Thailand. All right. Yeah. Don't trust anybody there that's got an Adam's apple. <laughs> is that a real Labia? I laughed my ass off since you're in Thailand. Made it. Good morning, ass, and happy hump day. Derek, good morning to you. It, it is, but sideways. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Now, I found this video yesterday. And I got to say, it's it's one of the best videos I've ever seen. I can understand why young people are not going to church no more. Look, I, I, I'm, I am a proponent of not going to church as much as the next guy. But I think if I ever had a youth pastor that pat, preached like this and then admitted it on the pulpit. If you like crumpling kids at youth group, you should listen to our podcast. Listen to this guy. And um, he was just, he was a nice kid, but he was one of those kids that was always just, he's a real smart aleck. He was just, was, was a bright kid, which didn't help things, right? Made him more dangerous. And we were outside huh? one day, youth group, and uh, he was just, just trying to push That's my buttons. And he was just, you know, lights. kind of not taking the Lord serious. And I walked over to him and I went, bam. I punched him in the chest as hard as I, I crumpled the kid. I just crumpled him. And I said, I leaned over and I said, Ben, when are you going to stop playing games with God? I led that man to the Lord right there. No, you didn't. You scared the bejesus out of him. I mean, that is such a good line to use if you knock someone to the ground. When are you going to stop playing around and recognize you can't mess with God as you're standing over a kid? Dude, that guy, that guy could work for ABC right there. He's not afraid to punch children. That's one of the greatest videos I've ever seen. A youth minister admits on the pulpit in front of the congregation that he wallypops somebody right in the chest. Man, oh man, I need to call this guy to be the vice president of ABC. Arnie beats children. Oh, that was the power of Christ. Man, you could have all kind of lines. You just got touched by the Lord. <laughs> Whitewash says, good morning, Arnie, and the rest of the ass family right back at you. Bangkok got him now. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. You are healed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so fantastic. I love that shit. Uh, we got a ton of listener mail today, people, just to let you know. Um, 
Not a sucker punch, but a punching a sucker. Amen. Ain't no such thing as a sucker punch. Only suckers get punched, baby. Jesus Christ just knocked you the fuck out. Dude, that is so awesome. I think that video just made my day yesterday. I just hauled back and hit him in the... I crumpled him. Okay, congregation. I kicked the shit out of a 12-year-old. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Woo. Now, uh, now, now that we've had our fun and games and our frivolity, we have to get into the real world of, of the real world. And I've got some videos to play today for y'all. And I got to tell you, I, I, I just, I know I said it yet. I've said it. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, people are so lost here. Uh, by the way, why is nobody talking about John Fetterman? Why is nobody talking about a United States senator who checked in the, to the cuckoo house because he was having severe depression? Now, I can say the cuckoo house because I was there. Okay, I'm not being, you know, I'm not judging. I, I know what it's like in there. I, I'll tell you this right now. It's not fun. I, I mean, if, you, if you're out of your mind, it's not fun. If you lost your mind for a little bit and then you've got it back and then you can enjoy and, and, and understand what's going on in there, sometimes it's a pretty pleasurable place. I got to tell you, like, like the, when I went into the nut house for my, my attempt uh, about seven years ago, well, yeah, longer than that, 11 years ago. Yeah, 11 years ago. Um, I'll never forget the first night there, I, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. I just can't wait to get out, just collect my thoughts, you know. And, and they're like, oh, you don't want to be alone, all this kind of stuff. They're like, come on, come down to the the, the, the cafeteria. We're showing movies. I'm like, oh, okay, movie nights. Show two movies a night, right? The first movie they're showing is fucking Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. I'm not kidding about that. I, I, I've never seen the movie because I did not watch um, because I, I think that that's a problem showing a graphically gross horror movie at a nut house. <laughs> I could be wrong. I mean, the, the other movies uh, we watched, uh, watched Rock of Ages. That was the only time I ever saw that terrible movie with Tom Cruise is like Axel, a terrible film. The last night that I was there, I got to pick the movies, and I think I picked The Expendables. So they, they were really big on, you know, caring about what movies they watched and whatnot. Uh, it was funny. As his loving family fled to Canada or something rather than being with him. Well, I had this discussion. Uh, th this has been a story that his wife took the kids to Canada to see some sights or whatever. I can see the positives and negatives on that because, look, if he's in a lockdown facility, if he's in a cuckoo house because he might have done something to himself or threatened to do something to himself, he ain't going to be able to see people for, like, the first 48 hours. Um, not one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, I mean, and and oh, nobody showed that. That was too old. That, that movie would have been way too old school. Um, but, yeah, uh 
his family left, I can understand why his wife might want to take his kids someplace good to kind of get their minds off their wackadoodle dad. But the big story, and this is really, really the scary part of it all, is that nobody is giving us real health updates on him because it, it said that he's not really in that great a shape. Not as bad as, like, Tom Sizemore. And by the way, when Tom Sizemore dies, I've heard some stories about Tom Sizemore, and, they, boy, your, your thoughts are going to change on that fella. Uh, Douglas, happy hump day! Right back to you, my friend. They should play RoboCop Scene 27. I don't know what RoboCop Scene 27 is, but anything. Look, they played all those terrible movies, like, the entire time in there. It was, I had so much fun in there. The only thing that sucked about the Nuthouse was, A, losing my freedoms and abilities, right? And having to write with a rubber pen, pencil. It just had graphite in it. And, I mean, I had the forearms of a 14-year-old boy again. Um... Roscoe's fixated with the TV. I got Mickey Mouse on. See, I'm smart. Um, what's up, buddy? There you go. Hiya. Got his little overalls on. We're going to Hooters for lunch today. That's right. Hooters for lunch today. Um, but nobody's giving a health update because they don't want to have a special election. Now, this is where we, um, uh, it's the RoboCop dick shooting scene. You know, that movie was filmed in Dallas. The original RoboCop was filmed in Dallas. Very true. Uh, ICP, it's not really that tall of a building, but that, that one that, that goes out like in a triangle at an angle, that's downtown Dallas City Hall. But, um, boy, I didn't know that John Fetterman's wife's name was Giselle. Boy, that's a world of difference from every other Giselle we've ever seen. Um, but this is a problem. See, see, this is where this is the disconnect that we have, and this is the problem that we have. They don't want a, a runoff because he can vote in proxy or whatever if he's cognizant enough to vote or whatever. But he's not, and they don't want to lose that seat. It's the same thing, pretty much, that the um, Republicans are doing on the Congre- on the re- representative side with uh, George Santos. They don't want to lose that seat. And if these people actually do work for the people, and they all, we are their boss, we need to call them out for this shit. This is what's not best for America. Having a guy have a Senate vote who's not in his right state of mind. And then having a guy have a congressional vote who's obviously a liar, who's lied about everything he's ever done, and that is not what's best for America. I just want to do what's best for America. I, I, I don't care anymore what letters by your name. Hot mama? Fuck your mama. Good morning to you. I hope that you are doing well. So yeah, John Fetterman in the in the cuckoo bin right now, and no plan on getting him out anytime soon. I, I I'm just waiting until his wife tries to take over. That's what I'm waiting to see, and I can't wait. Now, yesterday, 
Joy Behar was on The View. And she actually defended a Republican, and not any Republican. She defended Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene the other night was out at a restaurant with her staff when a woman came up to her and started to attack her verbally and accost her and things like that. Now, I've been against that since day one, and now here's Joy Behar on where she stands. Wait till you hear this gobbledygook. This digital age is unbelievable. Is it really? Okay, it's not really that unbelievable. Uh, All right, let's go. Come on, get the advertisement over. The advertisement we're doing is for JS Floors. So, um, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted that she was, quote, attacked, quote, unquote, by a woman in a restaurant on Monday night and was screamed at by her adult son. Not Marjorie's son, the woman's son. While she was sitting at a table with members of her staff, simply because she claims it was just because she has political views that are different. So um, I have to say, I'm on Marjorie's side for this one because I don't believe that anybody should be going up to any of us, anybody in... Any of us? When did you get elected in Congress, son? When did you get elected in Congress? Did I miss something? Going up to any of us, anybody in public and harassing us. And that goes for you too, Marjorie, Mm -hmm. because you were uh, harassing um, um, AOC. And you were stalking David Hogg, the kid who survived the Parkland shootings. And so this is now... The the congresswoman that was across from her with the transgender child. I think she she did that too. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you came to her side... But all you did was come to her side to call her out for doing the same thing. Well, isn't that, isn't that weird and interesting? Because I believe, now I don't know if this is true or not. Let, let, let's see. Let's see if this video rings true still today. Um, this is, uh, the ad will end in 12 seconds. This is uh, 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 something that was caught on tape uh, a couple years ago from a Democrat named Maxine Waters. And what did she say? Members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Who's saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. On the side of the children, on the side of what's right, on the side of what's honorable, on the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so, let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. We've got to get the children connected to they're not welcome here anymore. Um, boy, I got to say, that's very, very democratic of you, Maxine Waters. That was in 2018. That was five years ago. 
The Democrats have been doing this for five years. We've all seen the videos. Jesus, I pray for that shit to happen to me when I'm at a restaurant. We've all seen this, right? I know I saw it in Sacramento. I saw it on the news in Sacramento. People were in a restaurant downtown. And all of a sudden, a large group of protesters just walks in and starts yelling, starts picking at their food, starts talking to people, getting in people's faces. Oh, dear God in heaven, please let that happen to me. Please let that happen while I'm at Hooters today. I will stab somebody with a chicken bone. I love, I love, just love how the view comes out and goes, no, I don't think anybody should be accosted. And Marjorie, you did the same thing. You did it to AOC. You did it to this. Well, what about Maxine Waters? Where's the blowback on her? Joy, you just being racist? I'm just wondering. I mean, because, you know, Joy does think this, and, and this really does make her very, very dumb. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. I still to this day don't know what that means. I mean, I understand this. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. I I understand that. That means that Al Al Sharpton's just stupid. How about this one? Human rights are animal rights because humans are animals. If you fight for human rights and you don't fight for animal rights, you're being a speciesist. Huh? And that's just the fact of the matter. That's just the fact of the matter. Now, that comes from an uneducated youngster, so they're just stupid. So I can understand that one. Still don't understand. Once black people get guns in this country, the gun laws will change. Trust me. I I know a lot of black legal gun owners, but, but it doesn't make sense. This makes more sense to me. If your vision is not clear, do not drive or use machinery. Really? Contact your doctor immediately if you have sudden vision loss. If you have sudden vision loss, contact your doctor. How? I can't see the fucking phone. Dumb copywriter. Okay, I can explain that one. How about this one? It's vegan because it's strawberry milk and not, like, cow milk. You know what I mean? That guy's just retarded. Okay, I I can get that one. That's why I asked the question. It's hard to believe that somebody chasing you uh, is going to beat you uh, to death. Uh, Why else was he chasing him, Chris? Probably to to get him and beat him up, hurt him. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, you figured that one out on your own, huh? And then the last one, of course, is the dumbest of dumb. We tried to reach out to the man who died in this pursuit. Uh, They were unavailable for comment. Micah, back to you. You think, huh? You think that the man that died in the incident is unable for comment? Well, you know, once black people get guns, the gun laws will change in this country. B. Coop says, I have a daily reminder written on my mirror that says, don't be a speciesist. Oh, gosh. I, I, I love it. I love our country so much. I, I really do. It, it, it's so funny right now. So funny and terrible all at the same time. Now, I'm about to play another video with this uh, story here. It's a story that we've been covering all week. Well, a topic that we've been covering all week. It's the transsexual movement. And just how I, I, I think it's I, I think enough people are starting to finally push back because it, it is it, it's ridiculous what's going on. 
She's using the race card saying when black folks start owning guns, government will go racist and take them away. Only black owners will be um, be will be too American. Yeah, I I under I get it, but she's so dumb because does she not think that they're See, this is the thing that makes Joy Behar even more racist than me. She says once black people get guns in this country, the laws will change. I totally understand that what she's saying there, Gold. But what she's saying right now is that the only black people that have guns are criminals. So all the legal black gun owners that are out there, and there are a lot, thank you for your service in the military. Maybe you found your guns that way. I don't know. Maybe you were brought up the right way, taught to learn respect for guns, and you own guns legally. I don't see you as a black gun owner. I see you as a gun owner, a legal gun owner. Idiot. Joy is a racist bitch. Oh, looky there. Alicia's in the house. Oh, my gosh. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and Alicia, good morning. Yes, and Joy is a racist bitch. I, I mean, it, it is so crazy. So, parents, you know, I admire y'all. I, I admire y'all a lot. As I as I look at little Roscoe uh, in the studio today, I, I admire you because I can give him back. I just push him aside and say, you guys take care of me. He ain't mine. I don't know what it's going to be like when, when little Roscoe goes to school. Hopefully won't be living here, but that's a whole different story. Um, because I'm tired of seeing these stories. A New York teacher manipulated a fifth-grade student into changing gender without parents' consent, which drove the nine-year-old girl to consider suicide. The nine-year-old drew suicidal images that her parents found and teacher Deborah Rosenquist was calling her Leo and using he, him pronouns. I know I asked this question earlier this week, but you ain't making no noise. What are you making noise for? He likes that noise. Hi-ya. Um, I, I, I still, nobody, no, nobody still has given me an answer on this. Um, when did teachers stop caring about education and being allies with the parents? Because it was the parents and teachers that made the students do the work. Because I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I do not have children, but I do know children. Arise, good morning to you. Um, Now it's the parents who are listening to the kids, and they're both against the teacher. Well, let me tell you, the kids are always going to be against the teacher. You know why? Because they're kids. We didn't want to be there. Now, now most kids did, did not enjoy going to school. I didn't enjoy the aspects of school until popularity hit, and it was a social thing, and I knew that I was graduating. I mean... Sophomore, junior, senior year, I actually got to enjoy school. Ken Dog, good morning to you. 
But it was always the pa- the parents and the teachers, the, the parent-teacher association, the PT-fucking-A, for Christ's sake. But now it's like the teachers are the bad guys, and even the administration thinks the teachers are the bad guys. And we've turned, and they're turning into bad guys. Maybe I just figured it out. All this time that teachers and parents were allies, everything was honky-dory. We were doing good. We had good testing, all that kind of shit. And then once the teachers started to branch out and start doing this kind of kooky shit, or the parents started listening to the kids, teachers got a little, little, little hard bark on them, like an old tree. And now they're saying, well, fuck the parents. We're going to tell the kids to do whatever the fuck they want. And you know what they're doing? They're winning the popularity contest with the kids. The kids have masterfully done this. The kids and the losers from generations before have masterfully done this now. Kids are in charge. Kids are totally in charge. They're going to manipulate their parents to go against the teachers, and they're going to listen to these teachers and tell these teachers these things, giving the teachers more power. Hmm? Uh, if this was going on in Alicia's family, there'd be some very dark and ugly things happening to that teacher unexpectedly. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Oh, it, believe me. When I hear about this in Roscoe's classroom, oh, Mr. Arnie might be going down to visit. Because I worked hard to get him to answer to Roscoe. And now he looks up. Yeah, I don't even know what his real name is. His real name's Roscoe. Um, Kale says sometimes violence is the answer. So a nine-year-old child who was taught by Deborah Winquist uh, at an elementary school in Long Island identifies as a girl what was being called a boy's name and given male pronouns in class. Has this teacher been fired? Has this teacher been kicked in the fucking twat? Um, they said they uh, that had heard their child be called Leo by friends before, but this was reference to an astrological sign. They also found out that Rosenquist had allegedly been reported to the district for physical abuse, but nothing was done about it because of her position as a tenured teacher. There it is. This is a teacher that, that you pretty much can't fire. Well, I might not be able to fire, but I can beat her. I can beat her to where she can't do her job. You drive my child to suicidal ideas, you're going to pay severely for that. I agree. Oh, I agree. And this movement, and, and you know what's so funny is that this is going to be the movement that wakes up that side of the right. And y'all don't want that because I'm, I'm about to play you a video here. Uh, I don't know if I can share the video. I'll, I'll try to share the video with you. Um, okay, here we go. I, I think I can share this good. Let's see. All right, there you go. Now, this looks like it's in a classroom somewhere. I, I don't know. This seems like June, uh, maybe college i am not sure but but we got some guy who's got a really shitty mullet and a half shirt uh speaking i don't know what uh, maybe that's a chick i don't know 
So someone was misgendered, and then the the yelling started, and then one of the things, I don't want to misgender them, jumped up on the desk and and took her mask down, or his mask down, I don't know what it was, uh, and started screaming. In the immortal words of an iconic 70s television show, all I would say is, come and knock on my door. I've been waiting for you, where the punches are his and his and hers, three's company too. See, this is this is why I don't, I, I'm glad that I'm not out in public more. I'm glad that I don't like to be around people. I'm glad that I, I'm not a shut-in by any stretch of the imagination. But this is the kind of stuff that would get me in trouble. Let's say that I were giving some sort of speech at a school and I accidentally misgendered somebody and somebody decided to scream at me. Well, the first thing I'm going to go over there and do is slap the fucking taste right out their mouth. Because I'm going to tell you this right here. You know what? This is a road that I'm going to have to go down. And I'm not very happy about this road, but... It only takes once. It only takes once. If you're a gal out there, you're a lady, and you decide, hey, I want to be a man. Yeah, my pronouns are he, him, or zz him, but I'm masculine. And I'm going to dress like a man, and I'm going to act like a man. All right. Fine by me. You fuck around with me, I'm going to treat you like a man. Because, see, I have this, I have this rule that I, I can never, ever hit a woman unless my life depended on it. And it, 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 it's a rule that I live by. But you say you're a man. Does that mean that we can kick the shit out of you? Like Elliot Page. Like if Elliot Page were to cross me, and, and let, let's say, let's say Elliot Page did something real, real stupid and like pushed me, okay? Elliot Page is what, like five foot two, one hundred and eight pounds. I'm about six foot one, slightly over three hundred pounds. I brought a lot of that weight off, but I, I, I would physically dominate this person. Oh, I, I would do Dusty Rhodes moves on him. I, I punch him. Punch him, and then I then I then I do the uh, the rolling of my fist in front of me, and I hit him with the bionic elbow. Oh my God! Holy cow! Hangtown Jen says hi, y'all. I'm Hangtown Jen. My pronouns are fuck around and find out. Jen, where have you been? My God, we haven't heard we haven't heard a new poop word in quite some time. And now here is your poop word of the day. Instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, say you're going to go test the plumbing! Yeah, Jen is back! I say yes, if you want to be a man, that includes the ass whoopings. I mean, I'm going to feel bad afterwards for like a second. And, and, and let me tell you about... Let, let, I told you I'll always tell you the truth. 
Always tell you the truth. If you're a man and you decide to get into a fight with, that, well, you didn't decide to. They decided to accost you and you had to defend yourself. Okay. This is a fight you can never lose. This is a fight you cannot lose. You can't lose this fight. You have to do everything in your power to be the last person standing. And I'm going to tell you why. If you get beat up by a tranny, all your friends are going to know. This is like that, that, that stand-up routine I did. When, when you find out your daughter died uh, from cocaine overdose because she swallowed a bunch of it because she was sucking it off a guy's dick. You as the daddy know that your daughter at least sucked one dick, and you have to live with that, and that dick killed her. And you know you're going to have one friend at that funeral when somebody goes, oh, my God, how'd she pass? That friend's name usually is Arnie, and that friend's going to be in the background and go, sucking dick. You're going to have that one friend, most likely named Arnie, say, hey, so-and-so got beat up by a tranny. And, and, and here's the other thing about man land. The other thing, the other thing about man land is this, is that no man will ever fight you. Yeah, you, you, so, so you go out and you beat up a tranny. And I don't care if that's politically incorrect to say anyway. I've, I've stopped. I've stopped caring about all that. So, so you go out and you get beat up by a tranny. Now, you can join an MMA jo- joint, you can join boxing, you can go to Underground Fight Club to learn how to fight, but I'm just going to tell you something right here, right now. No male that knows you will ever fight you. Now, this can be a good thing, and this can be a bad thing, because now you're going to get away with saying whatever you want, because nobody wants to fight you because they don't want to get beat up by you because you're the guy who got beat up by a tranny. So you definitely don't want to be the guy who gets beat up by a guy who got beat up by a tranny. You see, this is how Manland works. A lot of people ask me, how does Manland work? I I will explain Manland to you all the time. But once you get beat up by a tranny, you probably, but see, here's the thing. You're going to have a lot of less men coming up and trying to to get a shot at you because they want to beat you up now. They think they got a chance. And you got to win those fights now. You can never lose another fight. You lose to a tranny, you can never lose another fight. If you get another fight. See, that, that, that's the, it, and by the way, I know there's a bunch of men on here listening right now. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Look, I, I, you, want, you want some more? I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Ladies. If you don't want to hear these secrets of Manland, I understand. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. Okay, when 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 you get him to sit on the same side of the booth with you, and and, and there's nobody else at the restaurant with you, I, I'm not going to say all men, because there's going to be somebody out there whose wife is listening with him right now, and they're going to say, "Type this in, not me. I love sitting next to her." No, I will say 99. Eight percent of men hate it. Hate it. Cannot stand it. Oh, by the way, update yesterday. IHOP. IHOP Wiley, Texas. Spectacular. 
they actually melted the butter a little bit for me. Yeah, yesterday was a good day. Mm, I'll kick him in the man cooter. Fuck around and find out. Uh, those are facts. Your friends will never let you forget it, so you might as well go down swinging and take the death if you can't win it. Well, see, and that was something I, I was watching the other night on Jake the Snake Roberts. I kind of described Jake the Snake Roberts to you. And he's this—he's that guy in the bar that you see that um, that you just don't fuck with. There, there's kind of an aura about him. There's like the, 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 this, this hue that comes off, and it just says, don't fuck with this guy. This guy looks like he doesn't care about anything in the world. And if you fuck with him, he is going to mess your shit up. You might be pooping out of your ear when he's done with you. Because Jake the Snake, he looked like he had this mentality. And there are people out there that have this mentality. See, the, the days now of, of standing your ground and standing up and duking it out with another man are gone. And the reason why they're gone is that because there's so much bullshit. I, I don't even want to say it's machismo or masculinity. <clears throat> I've lost my share of fights. I've been, I haven't been in a lot of fights, but I've been in enough fights, and I've lost my share of fights, and I've won my share of fights. And we used to not fight worried about somebody who's going to shoot or stab us, but now you get to that point where a fight means you could die. You have to be, that, that's what I see now. I, I, I saw a story out of Polk County, Florida, a good old, uh, 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 Sheriff Grady Judd, and he was doing it. It, it was too long to to, ta- to record for Grady Judd because it was like a five-minute video. And um, he's talking about how this guy walked into a bar. He was drunk, and he walked into a bar, and there's some bikers there, and they were having a memorial for a friend. And this guy decided to go over there and fuck with him. Well, the biker said, hey, buddy, can you please take off? You know, And he's, he apologized, bought him drinks. And then it turned into a more of a fiasco later. It ended up with two people getting shot and killed because the fight broke out. And this is the thing that, that, that these, these trans people, they don't realize because, you see, they're new to manhood here. Manhood ain't what it used to be. If you get into a fight today in this world, you need to be pre- – and it's not sanctioned – it's not in, a, in an octagon. It's not in a squared circle. If I, you have to be willing to say, I might die. That's what manhood is now. He's that silent killer guy. No fucks given, and he will take your lady if he wants to. Amen. Not my butter. I think they cut my butter out of two million year old permafrost. I'm sorry, buddy. But see, here, here, here's what I did yesterday. I, I, I employed a tactic that I've learned. <clears throat> Let me help you all out here, because I, I, I like to try to help you all out when it comes to things. I've read a bunch of articles about this, and I don't fly a lot. But I, when I do fly, I, I, I don't want it to be a hassle, okay? Because I try to get away with a lot on the plane. Meaning I, I get brought up to the plane in a wheelchair. I'm one of the first people on the plane. Um, I like to fill out the crossword puzzles on airplanes with dirty words. 
By the way, if you've never done that, I promise, I promise you that you will laugh your ass off the entire time. And when you do it, when you do it, I want you to think about me. I want you to, when next time that you're on a flight and you got like a two-hour, three-hour flight, and you look at that magazine in front of you, go to the crossword puzzle to see if it's done. If it's not done, I implore you to fill it out with dirty words. And you can choose to either go, look, like I haven't figured out, I'm not good enough yet to where I can mix the across and the up and downs together. So usually I just go with the acrosses. And then when you're done, you just fold it up and you put it back in the seat back. That way you can think about the next person who gets on that plane, they thumb through that magazine, and all of a sudden it says fucking cunt. You're like, what? It's just a joy that I have. Don't forget if you win, you'll still get prosecuted by a liberal Soros DA. Very true. You have Braddy push you in a wheelchair uh, to the plane? No, no, no. I don't have Braddy push me in the, in the wheelchair. I have the the uh, the sky caps. If you've ever, if y'all ever fly to Dallas Fort Worth uh, and and you fly into Love Field and you're leaving Dallas and and you you, you park and they drop you off, you have to walk up this grate, right? It, it's a ramp. But it's like the old Coliseum in Rome. I felt like, whoops, sorry. Um, I felt like I was in the movie Gladiator, and I was just waiting for people to shower roses down upon me as I was like, hey, I'm being pushed up. One of the top five moments of my entire life. If I'm pushing Arnie, he's going down the stairs. Yeah, that's why I will not let that happen. Oh, yeah. But see, oh, but, but getting back to it. So, see, I do all this crazy stuff, right? The number one thing that that flight attendants and see, I'll call them flight attendants when they're there, like not waitresses in the sky, because that's rude. Um, always ask them when they get on the plane how they're doing. Hey, how you doing? Because they say people are so rude to them, they'll always say hello, welcome aboard, and people just like look at them and walk by. They are human beings. And they say they appreciate that so much. And I try to go out of my way. So yesterday, we're, we, we, we get to IHOP. And this, I, I, I think it was a, a lady. I'm not sure. I called her ma'am a couple times. I, I don't know if I was right or not. She's like, uh, you know, welcome in. Uh, how are you guys doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. How are you doing today? That's all I said. How are you doing? She's like, wow, that's really nice. Nobody's asked me that today. And I was like. Well, today's a bad day for that because it's International Pancake Day. And, and lo and behold, I got melted butter. Didn't cost me a thing. Cost me a few words. How much do you tip the skycap who pushes you? Probably like five, ten bucks. As long as you don't take your shoes off on the plane, those people should be thrown off the plane mid-flight. Now, wait a second here. I got to ask you, House of Pain. Because I wear slide sandals pretty much all. If I fly, I'm wearing slide sandals. Is it wrong of me to un, unsheath my feet and keep them under the seat in front of me? Not like, you know, I, I'm not going to walk around on the plane. I don't get up on planes. Is that bad of me to take my shoes off while my seat's there and I'm, I'm still there? Just wondering. 
I'm not going to clip my toenails. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be giving myself a pedicure. I'm not going to be rubbing the, the heel skin off. House Pain says, no, that's fine. Okay, good, 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 good. That is so nasty. I had to push uh, Mike around the San Francisco Zoo. Oh, my God, there were times he was just too heavy. I just parked him and said, I'll be over here. I'll be back in a bit. And the downhill parts, I was like, dude, you got to help break or else I'm letting go. Push Mike around. That's funny. Uh, speaking of airlines and airports, uh, looking for a job? Anybody looking for a job? Airlines and airports are so desperate for workers, they're offering free iPhones and childcare so workers will take crazy shifts. Tranny told a Muslim woman to take off her ninja outfit in ISIS attack. What? What the hell is this? Hold on a second here. What now? Let's see. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, let me turn up the volume. All right. Oh, it's on. Let's go. Oh, here we go. Oh, the Muslim Brotherhood's putting a beat down on him. Muslim Brotherhood can't fight worth their shit neither. They're getting worked over by a tranny, three of them. Goddamn, I feel good about being American. They can't even, three of them can't even meet up one of them. Take your ninja outfit off. Your feet are already airing out. Smelly socks are the worst. Okay, good, good, good. Um, that was, well, that was an ugly tranny. Uh, aviation industry has a labor shortage that goes beyond pilots. Uh, airports have tried aggressively hiring and reshaping training programs to attract talent, but they're still catching up. If you want to work in the middle, uh, crazy shifts in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, you need to be able to accommodate their family life. Uh, airports are taking more action to try to recruit, retain, and train upskill workers. The uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport is working on a child care facility within the airport premise, or, or premises. The airport started offering scholarships to support employees' families as well. So, uh, oh, wait, what does Cincinnati do? Cincinnati's airport is considering similar services either inside near or near the airport. L.A., San Francisco already have daycare. How about this? How about you pay me $1,000 an hour to work at the airport? Then I'll come work there. Can't believe those three men are beating on a brave woman. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, all right, last story here. I've had this for a couple days, and I, I haven't decided how I wanted to do it until last night. Now I'm going to do it in the funny, goofy way. A goofy um, Ron DeSantis signs a bill revoking Disney's self-governing power. Now, I didn't know that Disney World had, like, their own police-like system. Um, since the 60s, they've enjoyed privileges like any other, uh, unlike any company or individual, the state of Florida said. Uh, they've had uh, exemptions from laws that everyone else has to follow. They were able to get huge amounts of benefits without paying their fair share of taxes. 
Now, do they have like a do they have a, a jail at Disney World? I mean, if if, if do they have like like how do you become a Disney cop? And do you have to wear one of those old time copy uniforms? And you don't have guns, you just have little billy clubs. Like I, I don't know if I'd want to be a Disney cop. But may well, I don't know. Boy, oh boy. Being a Disney cop, being able to take a dad down in front of his kids. Yeah, now it's starting to sound a little more attractive. Um, let's see. How do you give one theme park its own government and then treat all the other parks differently? Uh, so now they're going to be treated like SeaWorld. Okay. Yes, they have their own police force. Just have to wear a moose fit outfit and let them know that you're not open. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously, that would be the easiest thing if you just. Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Should have told you, but it didn't. Fair share leaves so much to interpretation. I don't care who the politician is, but I hate when they use that term. Oh, I do too. And I'm sure that Disney pays their fair share in taxes. I, I mean. It is still America, after all. Like anyone who dies now is not pronounced dead until off-site. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. So you can't die at Disney World or Disneyland? Like, what if you're cut in half? Like, if you're cut in half and you bleed out, they, they, you can't say the park didn't have any deaths. Disney security are in regular clothes. Bust people with regular clothes. Disney cop, freeze! <laughs> I think I would laugh. Like, like if I decided to do some shoplifting at, at one of the stores, and I walked out, and all of a sudden I heard Disney cop, freeze! I would probably wet myself. If you cut in line, you get the Billy Club. That'd be great. You don't get what you deserve. You only get what you negotiate. Well, just make my own government and laws up on my own property. Cutting in line, off with his head. <laughs> Think of the laws that we could come up with there. If you come into the park and you're wearing a, uh, a rival of Mickey Mouse, if you're wearing like, is something that Disney doesn't own, we will shackle you until your family is done with the day there. Uh, they find a way to murk up the story in death to make it Disney-related. Uh, they reported deaths at both parks. Officer Mouse reporting for duty. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you never hear that one there. You never hear... Nathan, call 911. The man that comes to attack you and you know Kung Fu, you're going to hi ya him, right? That's a huge bitch! I mean, I mean seriously, yeah. I mean, you are going to hi ya him if, if you know karate, but I just find it... I didn't understand why Disney had so many different laws. Like, I, good for them to negotiate it back in the day and, and governments to keep it going on. Go to Disneyland wearing a Snoopy shirt to the gallows. You cut in line, you lose a foot. You steal, we cut off your hand. And, and, and if you don't have a good time, it's off with your head. 
Disney's own security force. Disney security. Do they have like a sort team? Like, let's say something goes bad. Right? You're at the park, and and maybe you, you, you get some crazy, deranged idiot who, who's got like a, a knife. Because I don't think you got to walk. You ain't got to walk through metal detectors, right, it, to go to Disneyland? Roscoe, do you got to wear, you, you got to go through Disney, you got to go through metal detectors? No, he doesn't know. He'd never been. So you go through there. You got you a you you got you a big old Bowie knife or a big old big old knife, and you're holding like two kids with a knife. Do they have like a sortie team that comes out with the shields and stuff that's gonna go in there with like peppermint spray? Are they gonna go in there with what like like whipped cream and shoot them with? Oh, you gotta you gotta go through uh like the metal detectors now. Wow, wow, that's interesting. With cop embroidered on the hat part. Yes, the the cop ears. <laughs> that's where the badges are. The badges are in Mickey's ears. Park security, ma'am. When you're out in Disney jail, their sandwiches are shaped like Mickey Mouse heads. Caught in line, they impale you at the entrance to warn the rest. Don't cut in line or a pike up your ass. Oh, then they check all your bags. All right. They don't want you to bring any contraband in the park. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I, I don't want this that to be the next big thing. I don't want that to be a tr- I'm glad that they've got metal detectors up at the park. Because that's not the next trend we need. Look, look I, I, I'm done with the kids shooting every place up. I, I, I'm afraid that it's going to leave the school soon. And it's going to end up going somewhere else. For a long time, we've always worried about, like, malls and, and, and all kinds of stuff like that. I'm worried about amusement parks. That would be terrible. Not that I ever go to amusement parks anymore, but it'd still be terrible. Uh, no obscene clothing, logos from other competing parks. Cutting in line is immediate removal from the park. I'd love that. Catch that bitch you cut in front of me at Great America that one time. Oh, I was not happy about that. Still to this day, not happy about it. All right. Is that it? Is that it for the first segment? Yeah, okay. We got mail coming up next. Okay. They should chain people inside. It's a small world and make them sing all day. Pure torture. Uh, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You still got a little time to email me and do it now. Doing this 
877-357-FANS. Ah, Christopher says, Arnie, did you see the story about the Ukrainian missile strike that blew the fuck out of a massive fuel depot just a few miles away from Putin's mansion? No, I did not. Just thinking of him waking up middle of the night, looking out his window and seeing a massive fireball gives me the warm and fuzzies. Makes it extra funny is that the Ukrainians used a very old, outdated Soviet tech to accomplish the strike, Russian air defense, which are heavily deployed around his house, were unable to shoot down the 50-year-old relic drone missile. Uh, relic drone missiles. Anyway, my break's almost over. Back to the road I go. Wouldn't it be over if they just sent the drone strikes to attack his house? Or, or, or those missiles to attack his house? Like, if we killed Vladimir Putin, or, or we didn't kill him, but Ukrainian killed him, if they, like, blew him up, wouldn't it be over? Like, isn't that, like, checkmate? I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you're happy about it, Christopher. Um, yeah, that thing's still going on a year later. Um, lots and lots still to get to today. We, we've Oh, there's a big royal disc that's happening, and it is magnifique. Have to tell you that. Oh God, this is so good. The Markles get everything they deserve, I swear. But before we get to all that, the first thing we gotta do is we got to get to listener mail, which is brought to us by our dear friends at JS Floors. The best flooring store in the West. Oh God, the rest. Let, let, let me tell you about this. What, what I recently heard about the rest is. Yeah, every once in a while they'll get a job to do because people are stupid. And uh, what they do is uh, the rest will, uh, they will take the senior citizens that they have trafficked against their will and they make the senior citizens put in the floors. Right? So you know your floors are going to be terrible because senior citizens are putting them in. Then, instead of paying them, they pay them with Viagra. So then they can go after they've done put in your floors, they've fed them plenty of Viagra to where they go and they make old people porn so they can send to some, you know, Shiite or, or, or Sheik or Sheikh or whatever the hell they are in Shittistan. You know who doesn't do that is my friend Jesse over at JS Floors. You know why? First of all, he doesn't have time. Secondly, he's not a sick, perverted bastard. Well, not at least to that level where he's human trafficking senior citizens and making, you know, fuck films for, for shakes of third world nations. No, what Jesse wants to do is put in the best floors available to you. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. Uh, the rest like to paint tunnels with princess blood. Congrats, Chicago, on not voting Lori Lightfoot for a second term. Yeah, oh, amen to that. All right, time for mail, and uh, oh, boy, let's go. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, this is from Tom, and the first two letters today are questions. And uh, I decided to finish writing one of the songs today. Uh, I hope you like it. Um, I had some endings for this, but not really the appropriate one. I think I have the appropriate one now. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But I know that this is probably everybody one of everybody's favorites um, here as long as I can find. There it is. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you. 
got some problems I can help you Don't you worry I'm a trained professional We've all been there Time after time Now you gotta ask So I can help you out Ask me now Ask me now Before I fuck a cow I told you I'd do it And now I'm doing it I'm fucking a cow You sure miss me, that is fucking obvious Fat and fatter is what you've become Don't you really miss me when bonus checks come out Ask me now, ask me now That's right, I'm fucking again I told you I'd do it And now I'm doing it I'm fucking a cow Fucking a cow You hear my voice in the morning hours And miss me The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place Driving down the road You hear me say all the bad like shit and fuck, cock and cunt. Ask me now, ask me now, before I fuck that cow. I told you I'd do it, and here I'm doing it, fucking a cow, fucking a cow. Ask me now. This fucking cow I'm not stopping Till I'm popping Fucking a cow Fucking a cow Ask me now Or I'll fuck a cow That's right, I said it I'm fucking a cow That right there. That right there. Holy shit. I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, it, 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 just, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't get any better than that. I, I, I can't do it any better. I'm sorry. I, I, I wish I could. Where am I damn? Where? Oh no, I don't want this. Oh, oh no, no, we can't do that one yet. No. No. Jesus H. Christ. That, that, that's the reaction I was looking for right there. Um, love this song, Goat for Real. Uh, add this song to the Nevada Radio Hall of Fame. It should be. It should be there. It should be in every Hall of Fame. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It should be in every single Hall of Fame there is. Um, all right. This is from Tom. It says, Dear Arnie, I have a question of morality for you that, in my opinion, my wife totally blew. 
Okay. You see, we were shopping recently, and the clerk did not charge us for a quite pricey large item in our cart. I'm being vague in case the clerk is listening. Well, I am worldwide. I, I am like Pitbull. Um, but before I could get to the receipt and get out of my wife, or get out, my wife said, and can you do the scratchy lady voice? Oh, I can. Uh, excuse me. You didn't ring this up. Now, what would you have done? Oh, Tom, you want me to make the call? You make the call. Hmm. Well, first of all, your wife's a pain in the ass. Sorry, Mrs. Tom. I, I apologize. I don't know your last name, but Mrs. Tom, you, you fucked up. You, you, you done fucked up. Come on. No, you never say anything. You never say anything. I know of a person, not going to mention any names, buying shoes at a very large uh, sporting goods store. Had two pair of shoes in there and a couple other things. They rang up one of the pair of shoes. Didn't ring up the other pair of shoes, and the other pair of shoes was like $200. That person didn't say a word, and neither did the other person with them. They didn't say a word until they walked out of the store. (laughs) That's how you roll. You keep it shut. When the hand goes up, the mouth goes shut. You're getting free shit. How do you turn down free shit? That would be me. Why? For being honest. I can't do that. I have this little thing called integrity. Well, you can take your integrity all you want, but I got a new pair of $200 damn shoes. Hey, I look, look here. It's what you can sleep with tonight. If you can't, okay. Your wife has great character. She's a keeper. I, 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 well, the, the story I was telling might have been about somebody I know, and I think she's a keeper because she kept her mouth shut. Yeah, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. It's like when you get too much change. Nowadays, you can't get too much change back. You remember, though, in the day, before the the cash registers did all the work for the kids? And see, this is back then also. Let's take a stroll down memory lane, shall we? You remember growing up. Y'all remember growing up. We memorized every goddamn phone number we knew. Everybody's phone. We knew everybody's phone number by heart. I still know Tommy's old phone number. His house. I still remember my phone number. But see, back then, the cash registers didn't do all the math for you, so if you gave somebody like a, a... if the cost was something like, you know, 405 and you gave them 505, sometimes they would look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? You're giving me this extra nickel? I just want to give you 95 cents. I remember one time, I, the, the cost was something like, like, like 405 and I gave them 505. And they literally gave me a dollar and quarters back. I was like, you fucking moron.
I know someone who pushed a cart out of Walmart knowing a rug wasn't rang up. Yeah, I know a person that walked out of Shields with a pair of $200 shoes, too. But we remembered all that. And even the kids back then, we, we, we could remember phone numbers, but we couldn't do simple math. And today's simple math is out the window. So if they can't get it right, I'm sorry. That's on them. They got loss prevention. They got loss tech. They got insurance. They're fine. Now, see, this is different, and this is my class warfare, I guess. If I go into a mom-and-pop store and they don't do that, I feel bad. I mean, I'm still going to walk out without paying, but I feel bad about it. Whether it's a big corporation, I'm just walking out. I, I have no feelings there. But at least I feel bad in the first one. Tom, uh, sorry you had to pay all that extra, buddy. But you have a wife that has, quote, integrity. So there you go. Not necessarily a ride or die. I mean, they might turn you in if you try to walk out. I'm just saying. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get the- Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I really need your help. No. Okay. You know what? We, we got to do another song, then. I mean, that, that's two. Usually we only get one a week, but uh, I'll do another one. Okay. I mean, if you want me to. Um, let's see. We'll do. Uh, where are we? No, not that one. No, not that one. No, not that one. How about that one? Okay. I mean, look, look, if y'all are going to drag it out of me, I'll do it. Here we go. This is another classic. Here we go. I haven't done this one in a little while. Hopefully. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I remember it now. Radio blah blah. All we hear is 
Radio Hehe, Radio Hehe, Radio What's New, Radio We All Just Hate You. I just can't help but laugh at that. And what went on with you know who? She turned into a pile of goo. She's so fat, she fills my part. I'd hate to be there whenever she farts. So you just watch as I surpass you. That way you'll know that you're the issue. You had your time, you were admired, and we all can't wait to say you're fired. Ask Arnie. All we hear is radio blah blah, radio hee hee, radio huh. All we hear is radio flaw flaw. Radio cuckoo, radio blah blah. All we hear is radio ha ha, radio cuckoo, radio what's new, radio Arn says fuck you. There you go. That that that's solid gold. Solid fucking gold right there. Boom. Hi-ya. That's gold. Vote AIG in 2023. I like it. I like it. This one is from Greg. It says, Arnie, I really need your help. Like you, I have suffered my share of traumas in the dentist chair as a kid. And as a younger adult now, 25, punk. Sorry. Sorry, that was, that was an internal quick reaction. My bad, Greg. I really don't want to go to the dentist, but I kind of need to. How did you end up being able to go? Any advice will help. Well, good question. Great question. Since I'm going to talk about a dentist, I should put a dip of tobacco in my mouth. Um, My hatred for the dentist started when I was eight years old. I had a cavity. uh, and, and, And let me just tell you real quick. I brushed my teeth. I... When I was a kid, I had two jobs. One was go to school. Actually, three jobs. One was the main job was go to school and learn. The second job was to do whatever chores my parents told me to do. And the third job was to keep my my teeth clean. My parents wore me out over teeth. Brushed twice a day growing up. Flossed a little, not much. But I took care of my teeth. Now, I come from, and and if you know anything about genetics, genetics play a huge role in everybody's life. And if you have bad teeth genetically, you're fucked. I had terrible teeth genetically. I got my dad's teeth. My dad got his mom's teeth. And my grandma got her daddy's teeth, who had false teeth. Her daddy had false teeth. My great-granddaddy had false teeth at, like, 32. Grandma got them at about 50. 
Dad got false teeth in his 40s. And then I got false teeth uh, a few years ago, and like my dad told me, it was the best decision I ever made. Because no matter what, as a kid, I busted my ass keeping my teeth clean. I had braces. I mean, I, we went the whole 10 yards. I, I mean, a retainer. I knew where my retainer was for at least five years, and then I lost it, but it didn't matter. And I, my teeth still took a shit. Now, it could have been tobacco I was chewing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I always get cavities, no matter what. Brush my teeth every single day, twice a day. Still got cavities. Why? Bad genetics. So the first time I remember, I was eight years old, and this doctor, um, Dr. Easton, that was his name, because I remember it was the same bat that I used in Little League. Dr. Easton was his name. And um, I had to get a cavity filled at eight. And he says, we're not going to use Novocaine today. You're going to be a big little boy. Okay. Fucking terrible pain. Awful. Scarred me. A few years later, I was getting ready for braces, and they said, well, to to make the braces and the teeth come in straight, we're going to have to yank like six teeth out. And uh, I remember they they put me under, and I, I got the gas, and they took six teeth out, and I remember coming to my grandma's house, and I had gauze in my mouth I'm, I'm dry heaving you know and, and i'm like literally i'm 11 years old and she's like arnie what do you want to eat i was like i want pizza and i tried to eat pizza it fucking hurt like a motherfucker so i vowed i i hated the dentist i just hated him and when i became an adult i was like i'm never going to the fucking dentist well realizing that my genetics are going to catch up to me and they sure as fuck did and I've always hated this. So I had the 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 be a big little boy. I I had a sadomasochist who was my orthodontist because he tightened that shit up. Man, my braces were so tight sometimes. I, I fuck. I felt like my mouth was de-virginized. So then let's roll up to my 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 years in broadcasting. I'll never forget. I was a uh, my birthday. And uh, we're, we're having a party, and I had a piece of fried chicken at the party, and it broke off one of my teeth in the back. Well, that tooth in the back was a wisdom tooth. And I'll never forget, I had to go to the dentist because I was in so much pain. There was an exposed nerve, all this kind of shit, right? And uh, one of my radio partners, the <laughs> one, said it had a friend that worked at a dental office. So they got me in because I didn't have a dentist because I hate dentists. So I went into this dental office, and I'll, I'll never forget it. It was the day that, that Bill Clinton was uh, was giving his testimony that he never had sex. Well, can you define sex? Because it was on the TV. And I'll never forget this doctor comes in. He takes the x-rays. There's nobody in the office. I'm the only appointment that day. And, you know, they close things down for me. I was like, look, I'm pussy when it comes to this. Don't like it at all. Now, and, and by the way, I've had some good dentists in my life. I've had, like, two really good dentists. One was, uh, I can't think of his name, in, in, in Roseville, but he was really, really good. And then I had a doctor here in Texas that was real, real good. Um, but this guy wasn't one of them. And uh, this guy in Reno, he goes, we're going to uh, we're gonna have to fill in that. We're going to have to do a, a root canal. And the girl that was working there, she's like, Arnie, it's a wisdom tooth. You don't need it. You can have it pulled. I said, oh, 
she, she's like, what he wants to do is going to cost you like $1,500. Get it pulled, and it's 150 And I was like, oh, doctor, uh, can you pull this tooth out? And you could see the fucking disgust on this doctor's face. This doctor was pissed. So that motherfucker reached in, and I kid you not, motherfucker put his knee on my chest to start yanking a damn tooth out. And he yanked that motherfucker out. There was some Novocaine in there, but I felt his fucking knee on my chest. When I was a kid, I didn't like the shot, so I would get cavities filled with nothing. One minor root canal. Good. I remember a video of you. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so I had the tooth pulled, right? So when we moved to Sacramento, I, I'm, I'm detailing a lot of my... Um, Terrible dental experiences here. I actually had two good dentists in Sacramento. The video one, he was a good guy. He was a nice guy. Um, the worst one ever, though, I, I found a dentist in Sacramento, and this I told him, and he, he seemed really sympathetic. He goes, well, we'll get you in for a deep clean. And I was like, okay, I've never had a deep clean. Well, I didn't realize the deep cleanings you had to get fucking Novocaine for, which means... It's a shot. That's right. That needle. And, and I might have a lot of tattoos, but I still hate needles. Uh, so the gal numbs my bottoms up, right? And she numbs the tops up. And then without telling me, she's like, one more shot. And I said, oh, okay. And the Novocaine had not kicked in yet. And this bitch takes out this needle. And I, I say bitch because this lady was a bitch. This is the biggest needle I ever saw. It had to be fucking at least a foot long. And she jammed that into the roof of my mouth. Don't change the subject. Just answer the fucking question. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Literally, tears are streaming from my eyes. And I look at her, I go, I'm done. And that dentist who talked to me, because this was his oral hygienist, that doctor was out on the fucking golf course that day. He wasn't even in the office. I left. My mouth was fucking numb as shit. I left there. I'm fucking tears rolling down my eyes. He calls me. He's like, what happened? I go, yeah, tell me there was going to be a shot in the roof of my fucking mouth. I did not go back. Anyone here? Are there uh, some really good dentists in Reno? Hard to find in the past. Uh, no. I, I never found one. So, uh, so, Greg, I know, I know you're... Uh, you think, uh, let me tell the story real quick about the the video, if you don't remember that. We had set up this plan to, I, I had to get like five root canals done in one day. That's right, five root canals, one day. So uh, they gave me a sedative and it knocked me out. Now, I did not tell them that I mixed the sedative with quite a few Norcos. Looking back, yes, it was quite stupid, I understand. But I didn't want to feel any pain. And by the way, I'm only telling you this story because I've seen it on video. Because I have zero recollection of this. So we start the uh, the procedures. And they, they give me enough to knock me out for like four and a half hours. I'm like, okay. So they put me under, and all of a sudden, I guess 
there was about 20 minutes left, meaning I had gone through like three hours and 40 minutes of this. And um, I wake up. And I, uh, I, I, and when I woke up, I realized that I was the largest person in that building. Dennis wasn't a big guy. His wife wasn't big. His assistants weren't big. The, the <laughs> she was probably the second biggest person there. And then producer Christy was there. And they're filming this. And I think Brandon might have been there. And they're filming this. And I get up, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready to go. And they're like, all right, we, 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 we have like 20 minutes left. And I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I wasn't being a dick. But I was like, I'm done. So I, I remember walking. I, I look at the doctor. I said, man, I, I need a dip. And I have all these exposed nerves in my mouth, right? And he's like, please don't put a dip in. Please, please, please. And I, and, and I started packing a can. And I go, all right, all right, I won't dip. I'll, I'll show you some respect. So then I walked down to their break area, and I opened the fridge because I was hungry. And somebody had a burrito in there. So I said, can I have this burrito? And they're all like, what the fuck is going on here? And I took a bite of it. And the doctor's just, like, hiding his eyes. He's like, oh, my God, he's going to die. And I said, well, this is kind of hard to eat right now. And I took a pen. I said, yeah, anybody got a pen? This is a true story. And I wrote my name on the burrito. Not on the burrito wrapper. On the tortilla. I wrote Arnie. Now, they tried to get me to sit down for about two hours. They'd block the door, and I wasn't listening to them, and I was laughing. And, and, and I was having a good time, right? Well, they finally decided to call daddy of the show. You know, they, they called old Scab. This was a Friday afternoon, so he was probably about 12 sheets into the wind. He gets down there, and it was the ultimate fuck you. And, and to this day, I still apologize if I talk to Christy about this. She was trying to reason with me to get me to sit down in the chair. But Scab showed up. He's like, hey, bud, what's going on? I said, well, I'm done. I'm ready. He was like, you're not done. He goes, you got like 20. I go, oh, I got like 20 minutes left? Oh, okay. And I walked back and sat down in the chair and finished the procedure. Went home, ate some pizza, and then slept for the next 15 hours. (laughs) Not remembering any of it. So, Greg... Your plight is understood here, my friend. Um, oh, you said, uh, what, what made you go to the dentist? I'll tell you. There's two things. Pain. I don't like mouth pain. I can, I, I can pretty much take a lot of pain. My pain threshold is pretty high. It's getting lower. I found out the older you get, the the lower your pain threshold is. But I'm still pretty good about taking pain, except in the mouth. Cannot stand it. And uh, thanks to Braddy Kid, we made it. Ha- she made it happen. Um, one fine day, I got all my teeth taken out except five, and now I have false teeth. So the number one factor of ever getting me to go to the dentist was pain. 
And then the very close number two, and I tell you people I don't lie to you on this show, and I try not to lie to you. My second one is for vanity reasons. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 uh, when I was afraid I was going to lose one of my front teeth, that was it. I was like, I can't, I can't be the guy without a, I can't have a missing front tooth. I can't be that stereotypical Southerner. Vanity reasons, Greg. That's why, I, look, look, pain and vanity reason. Uh, now I have false teeth. I couldn't be happier. They work perfectly. There's some things that I have a hard time eating. If sandwiches have too much oil on them, like too much oil and vinegar, which makes them perfect, I have a hard time tearing the bread without the tops coming out. That's about it. I can't really eat an apple like that's about it. I mean, I can cut an apple up and eat it. No problem. Um, but I would say if, if, if you're in pain, go to the dentist. And dentists don't like pulling teeth, mainly because they don't make any money by pulling teeth. And it's not probably good to have a bunch of teeth pulled. So I would say, I- any advice to you? Get somebody to take you there. That way they can give you all the drugs in the world to fucking numb you up. That's my advice. My, my, the best advice I can give to anybody going to the dentist is never drive to the dentist. Desert, uh, Desert Dr. McElroy at Reno Dental Associates is awesome. Hygienists are great also. Okay. Uh, my man got his wisdom teeth pulled at 44. Harder tip uh, extract. He came home and put a dip in. Oh, I did too. I mean, like, like when I got that tooth pulled, when I got that big ass, when I got that wisdom tooth pulled in Reno, I had to work Monday night football. It was a Monday because I had to work Monday night football. The Cowboys were playing the Eagles, and we were at the. Uh, it's weird how I remember some stuff, and then other times I, I can't remember what we talked about yesterday. Cowboys were playing the Eagles. We were at the Little Wall that night, and I remember I had Monday Night Football. I put a dip in. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to get, uh, uh, what is that, socket, uh, dry socket. Yeah. You don't want to know what ECV is, Desert Runner. D- ECV was a, a person that listened to this show a long time ago, and I'm not proud that he listened to this show, and he, he got terrible dinner, denture work done. I got great denture work done. Yeah, don't be him. Don't be him because, you know, he, he, he's in jail now for being a kid toucher. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, so there you go. Greg, if, if you're in pain or if you're as vain as I am, go to the dentist. That's all, that's all I can tell you. You asked what would get me there, that's what got me there. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. I haven't heard any updates or I haven't seen anything on social media. Do you still have an update for your uh, show yet? I really don't want to miss this one. I can't wait to see it. That's from Melanie. Um, she's talking about my upcoming show this summer, uh, which I'm coming back to the West Coast. I'm going to do a tell-all show finally. He's somebody's bitch now, especially with no teeth. Oh, if I ever go to jail, I am super gluing these teeth in my mouth. Um... <laughs> I do not have an update yet. The person that's helping me has been uh, doing a big run in Vegas doing comedy. No, it's not Carlos. It's another friend of mine. Uh, if you're in Reno and you ever get a chance to see Dave Macarelli, uh, go see him. He's a wonderful comic. He's a great guy, but he's an even better comic. Well, I shouldn't say that. He's a better guy, great comic. I, I, he's just a fucking awesome dude. 
So he's helped me, but he's been busy, and I'm trying not to bug him too much. But it will be happening. Look, as soon as Melanie, as soon as I know the dates, I will let you know. The show is done. The show is in my head. I know how this show. And it's not going to be your regular run-of-the-mill comedy show. There's going to be a lot of comedy in there because I'm going to make it funny because, well, that's what I do. But I'm also going to be telling you the truth. You're so vain, you probably think this radio show is about you. (laughs) Oh, God almighty. You just quoted Carly Simon, for God's sakes. Oh, dear Lord. I mean... Come on now. And all the girls dream that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. Yeah, you weren't ready for that, Desert Runner. You were not ready for me to just whip out Carly Simon like that. Do it in sack. Well, hey, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to find a venue. That's all. Bravo, Desert Runner. You win. Hey, I think I won there without with being able to pull out Carly Simon like that. Come on now. Uh, all right, yeah. So as soon as I have an update, I promise, I promise you guys will have an update as well. Look, look, I'm antsy as shit about it too. I want it to be. I want to know. Come on. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. And here, listen up. It's time for mail call. Uh, let's see. Um. Good job, AIG. Thank you. I was. Thank you. Um, Arnie, I know how much you really don't like talking about the Ukrainian war going on, but I do have a question for you. Do you think that we are going to eventually send troops over to finish things off? That's from Patrick. That's a very, very interesting question. I know that we sent uh, another $10 billion to them. And we're, we're planning on sending more money to them and, and more weapons so they can continue this fight for freedom. You're going to you ask the question, I, and I have to answer it. Uh, yes, I do. I, I think the troops will be sent over there at some point. I, I don't know when. I mean, I mean, look, look, look. You got to remember that we allowed... Six to eight million Jews to be fucking murdered before we even sniffed World War II. We knew what was going on. Hold on a second here. What did... uh, uh, Okay. Oh, this was exactly the same way as we are. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So that was uh, that was the translator of uh, Vladimir uh, Polinsky or whatever his name is. Uh, no cause in China and North Korea get involved. Um, look, that, that's, the, that's the whole stalemate that's going on right now. And yes, I do believe that we'll end up eventually sending troops over there. I don't know if it'll be a full scale, you know, sending over. Uh, it, with this administration, 
I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he dinked and doinked around. Uh, Sanchez family says, if you want nuclear war, well, uh, I mean, you know, Ukraine is asking for American troops there now. Um, eventually, I do think that American troops will be there. And and look, look I, I don't like the job of America. I, I've said it a number of times on this show. I don't like being the world's big brother. I don't like being the world's police force. And the reason why I don't like it is because they constrict us. Just get out of our fucking way. Look, 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 look. Let us handle the fucking problem. We're pretty good at it. We've got a decent track record when it comes to this shit. I mean, y- you scrub out Vietnam because, well, that was, we, we didn't give our troops the supplies they needed. And those men and, and people and women, I don't know if there are a lot of women in, in Vietnam, but if there were, those veterans, I, if I see somebody wearing a Vietnam veteran hat or a shirt, I will definitely go out of my way to say thank you to them. Because those people were spit on when they came back to this country, and all they were doing was their jobs as Americans. Uh, I do believe that Joe has talked about select service starting at age 20. I, I, I think I heard that the other day. I did not write the story down, or I might have and emailed it. There's something going on with my phone to email. It's not working right. But I believe select, let, let's see if I can find the story real quick. Um and if you don't know what select service is, no, Biden select service. We all had to sign up for it. Uh, let's see. News. Hit news. Let's see. Uh, any recommendation way forward would involve select service act. As is my authority as president, the first to be called will be men and women with uh, 20th birthday falls during calendar 2023. They're saying it's uh, miscaptioned or it's false. Uh, According to a video, president had invoked the Selective Service Act. It didn't really happen. Hold on, see, I want to hear the video of it, but they don't have the video of it. So I don't know if it's true or not, but. Uh, it was a deep fake. Okay, thank you, Ken Dog. I appreciate that. Zelensky wants World War Three. I hate Zelensky. He has no problem sending our kids to the slaughter. Typical politician fuck. No, he sent his own kids into the slaughter. Zelensky did gay porn. Look it up. Fuck him. We all had to sign up for it. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I had to sign up for select service. I, I don't have a problem with it, but I, I don't want to really reenact another draft. I mean, with military numbers being down, they're probably going to have to. I just don't know why we don't take I, I And I understand the, the argument of, well, we don't know what's behind Putin. Well... If we take out Putin in a bad enough way and we let everybody know that we're the ones that took him out, I don't think that his successor is going to be like, well, let's do a fuck with America. I'm just saying. 
Like, I, I hate this whole situation because I do believe if we send troops over there, then China's going to go, well, all right, the Americans are fucking with this. We're going to go ahead and fucking jump in Taiwan, and we're going to get all dirty with that. And then North Korea's going to go, well, we'll help you out with that. And then it is a world war. Just take out fucking Putin. How about that? Uh, all right. God, I hate getting so serious on the show because war, there's nothing more serious than going to war. I mean, Jesus. Hey, listen up. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I just watched the Theo Vaughn special on Netflix, and it was all right, but I've seen a lot better. I was just wondering, who do you think the top five comedians uh, today are? Or who would you see if given a chance? That's from Jackie. Now, this is a lot more fun. Five comedians I'd see today. Okay, if they were, it, 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 and they have to be alive, obviously. Um, well, we all know the first two Dave Chappelle and uh, Ricky Gervais, and not in that order. Fourth comedian I'd go see if I had a chance to go see uh, a comedian, a working comedian today, uh, is Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr is. Uh, I, I, I just think he's probably one of the funniest human beings on earth. Uh, and he's fast, too, boy. You don't fuck with Jimmy Carr. <whistles> you heckle Jimmy Carr, you are in for a world of hurt. Now, I'm, I'm going to keep it real in America here, and I'm going to go my man, Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. I think Bill Burr is a, a genius. And with comedy, I don't throw that word around a, a lot. All these people are geniuses when it comes to comedy. And that's why I love Bill Burr so much. It's because he's that he's that great angry comic that we all love. Now the last one, now this is where it's gonna get tough. Because there's so many great comedians out there. Uh the the redheaded guy, he's got a, a thing on Netflix now. He does a podcast with Bobby Lee. Um he's awful funny. Uh I like him. I don't like Louis C.K. anymore. And it comes down to the two bears, then. It comes down to Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer's got a movie coming out based on his, which, which I, this, this enters the realm of genius comedian, that Burt Kreischer took one of his bits and he's turned it into a fucking full movie, The Machine. So if you're asking me the top five comedians, to, and, and look here, there's a lot of great comedians that are unknown. You want to go see a great comedian. If you're in Vegas and you don't want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a, on, on a big comedian, like a Chappelle or Ricky Gervais, go see Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos Rodriguez is killing it in Vegas right now. He is one of the, one of the best comedians I've ever known. And there's another one in Sacramento named Ellis Rodriguez. No, they're not related, but they are both fucking hysterical. But if you ask me my top five working name, I would go Burt Kreischer as my, my fifth because I, I like him so much. Bill Burr is going woke. His last special sucked. Ooh, I'll have to watch that. I'll have to see. But those guys, and if that's true about Bill Burr, that's the one thing about the first three guys. First three guys can never go woke. 
Uh, I don't understand. I, I don't think it's likely American boots to the ground happened. The war could have gone very poorly for the Ukrainians for that to happen. Also think na uh, American servicemen have bleed enough for the rest of the world. If the Ukrainians end up needing soldiers from NATO to come help, I say let the Polish, Romanians, and other people have a much bigger stake at the war than American foes America does. Agreed, but we don't. Christopher. Back to the serious thing here. And I, I know he's driving. He, he has limited times so he can text. Um, I said that from the beginning, that the Romanians and the other people in Europe need to be doing this. They're not doing anything, from what I understand. We're the ones supplying Ukraine with everything. And when, when it goes boots on the ground, that, that's what I'm afraid of, though, is that, that the Polish, the Romanians, they aren't going to do anything. I agree with everything you said. On, on this topic, that's, that's a new one for us. The problem is those countries aren't going to do it. Uh, Carlos is kick-ass. Uh, who's the comedian in Sacramento for your birthday last time? Uh, you came. He was pretty funny. That was Ellis. Ellis, a great dude. Love Ellis. Uh, Christopher Well said, my friend. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the main guys I'd go see is Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, and Jimmy Carr. I'd love to see Jimmy Carr. I'd, I'd love to try to heckle him just so he could shit all over me. That'd be great. That'd be great. As they say in Scotland there. Not Bucket, it's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, my buddy and I were just talking about the NFL draft last night, and neither one of us could figure out who this year's top player is going to be. In years past, it was pretty clear, but do you think we know who, uh, or do you think we'll know by the combine? And as a fellow Cowboy fan, who do you think that we'll take in the first round? That's from Brian. Um, send them to our homeless, uh, send them our homeless unemployed. They could use the work. Um, uh, this year's first pick, it, it, it's, it's, I've seen a couple of mock draft boards. I got this letter and I looked up mock draft boards. Um, I'm seeing, uh, the quarterback from Alabama and the quarterback from Ohio state being talked about as the top two draft picks this year. And I do know that the Chicago Bears have the first pick, and they said they're shopping that pick, meaning they're willing to trade that pick for more picks. I don't know who the top pick is. I think it's going to happen at the combine, and I think it's going we're going to have to wait until we find out who gets that number one pick. As for the Dallas Cowboys. I saw one one mock draft board, and I was very, very happy with it because it said the Dallas Cowboys with, like, the 26th or 27th pick in the 2023 draft will select running back B. John Robinson out of the University of Texas. Now, let me just say, if the Cowboys take B. John Robinson in the first round, I cannot get his jersey fast enough. To have an impact player on the Cowboys from the Longhorns, yes, please. Home and road jersey, please. Cowboys ain't going to draft him, though. 
Cowboys are probably going to end up trading up and getting an offensive lineman or some kind of bullshit like that and keeping Dak fucking Prescott. That's not entirely true, Arnie. Uh, my uh, counties are throwing a ton of money, uh, weapons, and other aid at the war effort. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but when you balance for economy size, Poland and the Baltic states are punching way above their weight when it comes to aid. All right. They still ain't going to send their troops. Uh uh, I, I'm just, look. you guys want to hash it out over here on the message board. I, you know my stance on this. I, 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 I'm not very happy about all this, so I'll let y'all fight it out. Because I, I, I've, I've gotten to the point where, you know, Zelensky's calling for our troops to go over there. Now, it, that was very, very interesting in that, that clip. He didn't say Polish troops. He didn't say any Eastern European troops. He was talking about American sons and daughters dying over there. Just saying. And by the way, if you're a Ukraine, if you're in the Ukraine, you're hearing bombs drop and all that kind of shit, do you really want the Polish military coming? Are you going to be excited when you see the Polish military? I could make some terrible Polish joke here, but I'm not going to. Because the joke is this. They all want to see the red, white, and blue, and I ain't talking about France. They want to see the stars and stripes flying over their house. You know why? Because that's comfort. That's a W. Problem is, is that there's unrest in other parts of the world that are right there as well. So that's just all I'm saying. I don't like any of it. And it could lead to World War III. Just saying. Don't like it at all. I know we didn't start it. I know that, that we're going to be called to finish it. I don't have to like it, though. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from Frank, and this is our last letter of the day. It says, Dear Arnie, I just saw Cocaine Bear, and I have to say that I agree with you a million percent. Well, that is physically impossible. You cannot agree with someone more than 100%. Um, so they take all of our money and now they want our military. Get the fuck out of here. I volunteer Hunter Biden to go over there. He has kicked out Navy experience. Yes. Um, I agree with you a million percent. This was such a fun movie and nothing political, sexual or anything like that. Now watching the previews, I really didn't see much more I'd like to see. Is there anything to really look forward to this summer? And that's from Frank. So is it time to get a discount on a Ukrainian wife asking for a friend? If the USA goes there, uh, it's an opportunity to establish American dominance around the world. I don't still feel like the price of our kids is worth it. All right, let's uh, let's see. Uh, I haven't done this yet. We haven't done the, the summer movie preview yet So in spring. I know that this weekend Creed 3 comes out. Oh, why do I have 20 messages in, in, in here? Now it says I have no messages. Okay. Or 20. Who cares? Okay, theaters. No, no, no. We need to go to movies. Um, coming soon. Sort by release date. All right. So this week, done. We got uh, we got Creed 3 coming out this week. First Tom Brady starts a podcast. Now there's a report that he wants to take a stab at stand-up. What other talents do you have to... 
that he will try next. It's time for the ass family to declare war on Tom Brady. No shit. Tom, stop it, man. You're, you're good enough, pal. All right, so this weekend, uh, Creed 3 comes out. That'll be the big movie. Next week, uh, oh, screen, the new Scream comes out where, where they're in, in, in New York City. Real, I, I mean, I mean, honestly, let, let's just New York City. Yeah, not really appropriate. Um, why, why, why is why is Ghostface going to New York? I, 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 I that, I, 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 that just doesn't make sense. That's gonna be, um, the week after that, or the day after that, the scream comes out on Thursday night, Friday next week, March tenth. There's a movie I told that I was told I cannot go to. I'm not allowed to go see the movie Champions. It's uh it's Woody Harrelson and he's coaching a group of Down syndrome kids uh to get to the Special Olympics basketball championships. I have been told that I am not allowed to see that film. So okay, I will not see that film. Even though I want to. Uh, all right. Continuing through March. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Faith and Begara to you. Let's see what comes out that day. Oh, Shazam. Shazam comes out. Looks like another Twister-type movie in Supercell comes out. Horror movie called The Ghost Within. All right, so there you go. And then a movie about pinball. Okay. Uh, Arnie, is there another Expendables movie coming out allegedly this year? It is. All right. Then after that, March 24th. Oh, March 24th is a big day. Hello, Doctor. John Wick Chapter 4, baby. Woo! Arnie, you can see it. The screen will be crystal clear after being lit clean. John Wick 4, March 24th. I'll be at that theater. Ain't nobody going to try to go up against that. That'd be stupid. All right, still in March. Looks like Bruce Willis has got a movie coming out called Assassin. Got a Jesus movie coming out called His Only Son. That's it. All right. Oh, boy, that's not good. All right. Wednesday, April, Friday, uh, April 7th. Uh, ooh, is it Owen Wilson in paint? I guess that's the Bob Ross type movie. Let's see about that. Ooh. There's a Metallica movie coming out April 13th. That's a Thursday called Metallica. 72 seasons, global premiere. I saw the preview for this movie uh, the other day, and I got to say, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mafia Mama, where a woman from America, Tony Collette, goes over to Italy and finds out that she's the Dawn's granddaughter, and they want her to run the family. Wow, does that look bad. Don't forget, March 15th is Ted Lasso, damn right. All right, here we go. Mm. 
Friday, April 21st. Uh-huh. Evil Dead Rise. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's got another one coming out in March with Jason uh, Statham. I like Guy Ritchie movies, so I might see that. Uh, let's see. Boy, the movies are... Ooh, Sisu. There it is. Friday, April 28th. Gonna see that one. Sisu is movie of the year. Friday, May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, great. Fast and the Furious, May 19th. Terrible. About My Father, May 26th. It's got Sebastian, uh, whatever his name is, the comedian, and uh, Robert De Niro. The movie actually looks pretty funny. Spider-Man, oh, Jesus. Friday, June 2nd. I saw the premiere or the the preview for this, and I was told that we were going to see this movie. It looks horrifying. I'm probably going to wet my pants in the movie theater. I'm just telling you right now. The movie's called The Boogeyman, and it's a Stephen King movie. This isn't one of those M. Night Shyamalan ding dong scary movies or one of these crazy cocaine bear scary. This is real fear. This is Stephen King. I have to go see that. Oh, wow. There's a documentary on uh, Minnie Pearl coming out in June. I'll go see that because I'm I'm a a weirdo. Transformers, June 9th. The Flash, June 16th. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Friday, June 30th, Indiana Jones. Friday, July 14th, Mission Impossible, 77. What is this? Okay, that's just a 40th anniversary. Okay, I can handle that. The Barbie movie comes out uh, Friday, July 21st against Oppenheimer, which they're gonna probably going to win all kinds of awards. There's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out in August. That's terrible. Friday, September 1st, The Equalizer, Part 3. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm not making this up. This is a real movie. Um, Thursday, September 14th, at a theater near you, The Satanic Hispanics. I don't know what that movie's about, but it's probably about satanic Hispanics. Um, I keep looking for Expendables. I don't see anything. The Marvels comes out Friday, November 10th. Oh, I'm not seeing anything. Oh, this is bullshit. Superman Legacy, that's animated. Jesus. The Batman Part 2, whenever. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. That's how I described The Shining. Got me to the core when I was like 10. I'll never see Nicholson as the fucking scary. Uh, Tucker Carlson, you almost had me, Ken Dog. Uh, I might see Fast and Furious 23 when it comes out. Can't wait to see The Boogeyman. Yeah, I can, though. That is my main thing. All right. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. 
Hit me up on big sort of last break coming up next. And and since, you know, in honor of the uh, satanic Hispanics. No, I don't know.
Prince Andrew. 
Andrew the one that's been stripped of everything due to his his dealings with Jeffrey Epstein? You know, the alleged pedophile? Hey, Harry, Megan, we're kicking you out because we want to move the pedophile in. Oh, 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 it's like Jimmy Carr wrote this skit. This is hysterical. We want our privacy. That's why he's doing a $33 pay-per-view stream with his therapist. King Charles has evicted Prince Harry and Meghan from Frogmore. Buckingham Palace issued an eviction notice. (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye, you have been evicted. Is he going to have the sheriff of Nottingham fucking come and put it on the door? Um, after the book was released, he kicked them out. Newspaper claims that the palace wants to replace the pair with the disgraced Duke of York, who lives in a much larger royal lodge. It doesn't matter. I mean, they're replacing them with a pedophile? Oh, that's fucking great. Good, you know what? Hey, let me just... There you go, King. That, that right there is a bold king move. Now, I have a new game that I want to start playing here on the show. Not really a game, but kind of a game. But, but before we get to that, how long until we hear that, that his todger was touched by somebody in the, the, the British royalty? How long before that? I mean, it wasn't included in the book. But but that's the that's the next go to right that he was molested. This couple isn't above lying to get their 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 point across to to become global icons. And don't kid yourself. I know that South Park mocked them about their privacy and they talk about their privacy. These two want to be global icons. This is this new level of celebrity that we have in society that I am very, very opposed to. Um, you're going to see movie that, that, that movie that we talked about, Sisu, which looks kick-ass, is going to be one of those sleeper cult hit, hits because it has nobody in it. Because there are no longer actors and actresses going to Hollywood. All these people are making their money on TikTok and all the Instagrams. And, hey, good for them. I, I, I can't fault them for that. that. That's what they do. But that doesn't make them actors. It doesn't make them, them have any talent whatsoever. If you can lip sync along to a song that you've rehearsed to 500 times, that's not a talent. That means you're good at practicing. I go on there and tell jokes, and these are old, retreaded jokes that have been told millions of times. I don't care. Fuck the monarchy, America. Put Meghan Markle in the Expendables and get her ass to blown up. Thank you. Oh, that would be the. Oh, I'm. I'm. Look, I'm. I'm betting. I'm almost certain that in this live stream, we 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 hear about somebody touching his todger. Like if I had a bingo board, if I was gonna waste thirty three ninety nine on this, and I'm not. Like I said, I don't know when it when it. 
If it goes off this weekend and I'm on TikTok, I'm, I'm sure I'll see parts of it on there because somebody will show it for free. I'm going to tell you right now, the, the bingo board is t- touching Todger. That, that's a big one on that bingo board. He'll, br- he'll bring up that he was a wild partier and alcoholism, and he used that to deal with the fact that, that the paparazzi has taken his childhood from him when, in essence, his mother decided to have a baby, and knowing that the paparazzi is bad, she put him in that world. Sorry, not sorry. I just think it's fucking great. Um, I, I, I think it's wonderful they've been kicked out of their British home. British, oh, man, Harry's going to have a lot to say about that. Now, this new game I came up with. I came up with it last night. I was going to bed, and I, I usually have a movie on, TV turns off, right? I know it's a bad way to fall asleep, but it's the way I fall asleep. And uh, the movie that was on last night was um, one of my favorite Denzel Washington movies, The Equalizer. Equalizer 2, not very good. Equalizer 1, fucking awesome. And I thought about this, and I thought, ooh, we'll call this game the biggest dog in the yard. Here I, I, I put it on a, a TikTok, and here I am explaining it. All right, welcome to ArnieRadio.com. Today we have a brand new feature, and we're going to start doing this each and every day. It'll be a big TikTok feature as well. Today's new feature is called The Biggest Dog in the Yard. And what we're going to do is we're going to take an actor, and we're going to match him up against himself. Like, in one role he played a good guy, in another role he played a bad guy, and you got to tell me which one would win if they met. So our first one's going to be kind of tough. The first one is Denzel Washington. Now, the good guy role will take, uh, oh, Creasy Bear from Man on Fire. You know, he was protecting that little ugly Dakota Fanny. All right, so we're going to match him up against Alonzo from Training Day. So if Creasy Bear met Alonzo from Training Day, who would win? There you go. That's the new thing here. So, and, and by the way, I've come up with the hardest one of all time, too. I might do that one tomorrow. So, you, you take an actor who's been in, has been good guys in movies and bad guys in movies, and you match them up. Now, not many people have commented on this. A lot of people have seen it, and they've, they've liked the video. But as family, I will ask you right here and now, in that matchup of Creasy Bear, John Creese, I don't know if his name was John Kreese. I know it was Kreese. Oh, you motherfuckers. Denzel voice. Kreese against Alonzo in training day. Ask family. I'm, I'm just going to ask you real quick. We'll even play the same music that I had going there. Um, in that matchup, who you got? See, same music. like a mini Rushmore. A mini, mini, mini Rushmore. Desert Runner. Creasy is running away with it.
All right, all right. So, Creasy, Desert Runner, I had to take yours down because you, you brought up the, the person that's going to be in the hardest one of all time, but you got one of the movies wrong. No, it's okay, Desert Runner. It's okay. It's okay. I will save that one for tomorrow. See, we got to start off hard to get everybody into it because tomorrow's going to be tough. I'm telling you right now, tomorrow will be the toughest one we ever do. Uh, just telling you. So there you go. New game. New, new, new little fun game. The, the, the mini Mount Rushmore, if you will. The, the mini death match. I like it. I like it a lot. I had the idea, right? And I was starting to fall asleep. And I was like, God damn it, I have to write myself this. And I emailed myself. But once again, some reason it did not go through. I'll probably get it later this afternoon. Thank God I remembered it this morning. But yes. So there you go. Um, we got to go back to The View because uh, the host yesterday asked this question. Now, it, this goes along with some other stuff, but this, this is the stupidity that's involved in daytime television. When you have these... You were the first woman, actually, to host a late-night satire show with yes. the front. Yes. Yeah. That's not true. And it lasted... Seven seasons. It won two Emmys along the way. Yeah. And now that it's no longer on the air, we Mm -hmm. checked. We're left with just two women. Yep. uh, In late night, we've got Amber Mm -hmm. Ruffin and we've got Z-Way. And they're great. And then we've got a sea of of men. They're they're generally white men. I think they're all white men right now. Right now. Um, Why is it still so hard for women to break into late night and stay? If I had a dollar for every time, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You want the answer? Women aren't as funny as men. That Samantha Bee that was on the Samantha Bee show, she was not the first late-night comedian that was a female. Her name is Joan Rivers. So if you're going to uh, lament the whole practice of late-night television... At least get it fucking right. Joan Rivers was the first late-night female talk show host. And I am sorry to tell you that America as a whole, now there are fine female comedians that make a living, that are rich, that tour this country left and right and bust their ass making comedy. And I salute them all. But America doesn't want late-night women. They want men. And I'm going to go even further. Do we not remember what happens when America's darling, America's sweetheart, America loved this woman more than anything else. She lost her husband to colon cancer. She got her colonoscopy on the live TV show that she was on in the morning called the Today Show. And her name is Katie Couric. And do you remember what happened when they gave her the NBC Nightly News? The NBC Nightly News, who at that time was the number one nightly newscast in America. That is where networks make their money. The the network news, it's such a huge, I mean, that's like, back then even that was like a 10 to $12 million a year job. She was going up against Peter Jennings, 
and uh, whoever CBS had at the time. Maybe she was on, I don't remember. She was on CBS, and but 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 she took it from number one to somehow number four, even though there's only three network newses. Because America didn't want to see it. Sorry. I, I, I'm sorry for the truth that America didn't want to see it. Was she bad at it? I don't know. I didn't watch because I don't like Katie Curry. Joan Rivers wasn't great, but she's leaps and bounds better than the Pelican hack Samantha B. Amen. Maybe because women didn't have to develop a need for humor to attract the opposite sex. Jimmy Kimmel was the second woman. The hot tub date invitation left. I, I remember asking Katie Couric out on that. Katie got killed by Brian Williams. Yeah, Brian Williams, the guy who lied. He destroyed her. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there aren't more women. I honestly thought. Now, now this is a true story. I'm going to tell you what I believe. Women don't have to try as hard as men to attract the opposite sex. Women generally go for men of equal or better status. And men generally get women of equal or lesser status. Okay. I don't know. That's a lot of talk. She went on CBS against Jennings from ABC. and Bra- Okay, that's right. She went to CBS. CBS was leading because she- didn't she replace Dan Rather? And at that time, people loved Dan Rather. I hate Dan Rather with a fucking passion. He's a Texan. And she destroyed the CBS evening news. It's, it, it's never recovered. These networks want to make money, and they want the funniest people available. And I'll tell you this. I, I really do believe that before Ellen DeGeneres, and, and this is how fickle Hollywood is. I'm going to show you in the next clip, too, uh, exactly how fickle Hollywood is and how awful it is and how people who dream of going to Hollywood, they need to wake up. Ellen DeGeneres, who has donated tons and tons of money. I, look, I, I don't find her to be funny. Uh, she was quote unquote groundbreaking because she came out on live TV, even though we all knew she was a lesbian. Okay, great. Then she was hammered for it and then sent away, and then she gets this daytime talk show, and this daytime talk show generates millions upon millions of dollars. It's a gigantic success. It's like she's turned into the white Oprah almost, but actually funny sometimes. Her career was going great. She had just signed a, 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 a contract extension. And then she decided to go to a Dallas Cowboys football game, and she sat next to George W. Bush. Now, she was not riding him. She was not giving him a hand job. She didn't have her tongue in his asshole. She was literally sitting next to him watching a football game. And the moment that happened, the left tore into her. And at that time, I believe that it was just, it was literally months away, I think, from her replacing Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy Kimmel's rating, or Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Fallon came out of the, the box just killing everybody. Stephen Colbert has shit the bed, but it's CBS, nobody cares. And then you have ABC, and Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel was shit in the bed, and they were getting ready to move on. And Ellen DeGeneres, I thought, was going to be one of those late-night hosts where they're going to move her from afternoons to late-night, and then she sat next to W, and her career was ruined. Ruined. Now, she's still a multimillionaire. 
She's still a lesbian. She, her favorite book is still The Little Boy Who Put His Finger in the Dyke. She ain't going to get another fucking hosting show. She was canceled. Because she sat next to a Republican. B. Coop, let's see. What did you send here, B. Coop? Let's see what this is. Uh-huh. Hunter Biden, high-powered defense lawyer, quits. Hunter Biden's criminal defense lawyer has left the case due to dissent and unease with the defense team. The reasons behind his departure are unclear, but his development may be implications for Biden's ongoing legal troubles, which include an investigation into his taxes. He's like, fuck, I can't even defend you. That is great. I bet Ellen is good at licking stamps. Oh, I'm sure. Now, this... This was played after, I think, the Screen Actors Guild Award, or this was played during that. This is somebody from Variety Magazine asking questions. And I just wanna, I, I want to I want to ask you the simple question. What if this was on the other foot? And last but not least, who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody black. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Betting on black tonight. Five years ago here at the Emmys, you told us that you were rooting for everybody black. Tonight, Issa Rae, who are you rooting for? Everybody black. Nothing has changed. <laughs> it will never change. And last but not least, who are you rooting for? The laughter at the end there. That, that was my favorite part. Now, I'm not saying she's wrong for this. But she's being celebrated for this. Let's put Emma Stone in that role. Emma, who are you rooting for tonight? Everybody that's white. Anybody want to tell me what the difference is? Oh, wait. I'll I'll, I'll even let you attempt to tell me what the difference is because the difference is there's no difference. Oh, I'm rooting for everybody black. Okay, great. These are the same awards. By the way, she was allowed to say that. That was five years ago, and then the other one was from the SAG Awards the other night. You know, when Mark Wahlberg was the presenter for the best ensemble in a movie, where you read the nominees, and the actor goes to, and that's what they call the statue is the actor, and the actor goes to, Everything, everywhere at once, or whatever the name of that movie is. I guess it's a very large Asian movie. And people are denouncing Mark Wahlberg, saying Mark Wahlberg shouldn't be there. Why was Mark Wahlberg giving that award out? That's disgusting. Because 35 years ago, Mark Wahlberg committed some heinous crimes against some Vietnamese people. He's repented. He's a man of God now. But we want to just go ahead and cancel him out for that. Because he had he had he obviously knew who was winning. So Mark Wahlberg gets canceled because he handed an award to somebody and he's getting canceled for something he did 35 years ago. Yet this for tonight. I'm rooting for um everybody black. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Betting on black tonight. Five years ago here at the Emmys, you told us that. You were rooting for everybody black. Tonight, Issa Rae, who are you rooting for? Everybody black. Nothing has changed. 
I mean, I I don't even know what to say after that. We all have our heads buried in the sand. Well, okay, she can say that because, you know, black people were oppressed. This woman's never been oppressed. Or she hasn't been oppressed in a long time. She's fucking at the Emmys. She's at the SAG Awards. Christ. The laughter at the end, I just can't believe. That, that's the part that gets me too, Derek. And, and by the way, yes, you can. You can believe it. You're a smart guy. Cause, and, and by the way, the person that was interviewing her was a trans, the, the trans woman that won an Emmy for Orange is New Black. She's doing the interviewing. Now, is she a seasoned interviewer? Does she have that job for a reason? No, she has that job because she's a tranny. There used to be a word in this country that we used to live by, and that word was merit. You got to do things based on the merit that you had, meaning you had earned your chance. And I'm going to go into a big tirade right here, and I know it's the end of the show, but I am so tired of this. (laughs) Desert Runner. Desert Runner says, the only solution is a white revolution. I said it. I said I said it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I can't believe it. I just think, yeah, it is disgusting. It's totally disgusting. Because if Emma Stone or Ryan Gosling were to go, oh, I'm, I'm rooting for everybody white. And the announcer was like Billy Bush, and he started laughing there, it would be the end of days. No consistency. No logic. No merit. Nobody got where they got to because they earned it. You want to know why this country is in a fucking shithole right now? And I'm going to tell you here and now. The reason why America, the country that I, I, I love America but I hate our country, is because we allow this shit to continue to happen and just throw our hands up. Why can't we just admit as people as a whole that's not okay? We can't say I'm voting for anyone white. We just can't because it's wrong societal. But it's okay to say I'm voting black. Why? It's the same fucking thing. Rules for thee and not for me. It's not okay. You're, you're absolutely right. Y'all are 100% right about this. I can't argue with you. But until we start doing shit about it, I'm, look, look, I love Morgan Freeman for what he said. If you want to end racism, stop fucking talking about it. Instead of saying, oh, you know, I think Denzel Washington is the greatest black actor of all time. Why can't he just be an actor? Why can't these people just be actors? And by the way, it ain't me. I call Denzel Washington an actor. That's all I call him. He's an actor. He's a man. He's an American man. Can you describe him? Sure, I can describe him. He's black. That doesn't define him. His blackness does not define him. What he does as a man defines him. The only people that can be racist is white people. Well, that, a lot of people believe that, and I'd have to tell them they're all fucking wrong. I voted for the black face of white supremacy in California recall. Hmm. 
Idris Elba said that he is no longer a black actor. He's just an actor because he doesn't want to be in that box. Good for Idris Elba. We need more people to do that. We need more athletes. We need more actors. We need more musicians to come out and say, I am a, a musician. I'm a singer. I'm not a black singer. If you truly want to get away from it, stop bringing it up. Uh, racism was way down until President Obama started up with that college professor was caught by campus police for breaking it into a window. I know that Barack Obama gets blamed for a lot of racism. and uh, Okay, if y'all want to do that, that's cool. Let me, let me just say this right now. Racism has never gone anywhere in this country. I hate to say that, but it's true. Racism is in the... I, I don't believe in critical race theory. And when I say racism, I mean all kinds of racism, including that gal saying, oh, I'm going for the black ones. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm rooting for the black folks. It's racist to say that. Sorry, but it is. And all these things that we're doing to try to, once again, this is where the merits come up. You remember that year that, that no black actors were nominated for awards? Everybody was fucking, oh my gosh, this is the lowest number of black people to be nominated. And then the next year it was kind of overdone. Well, there are no black actors nominated that year because their work didn't measure up. Do you know how many white actors weren't nominated? Do you know how many Hispanic actors weren't nominated? What about Asian actors that weren't nominated? How about Native American actors that weren't nominated? I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But as long as the stupidity exists, hey, I'll, I'll keep swimming in the stupid pool. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, in case y'all forgot, racism is all Trump's fault. But very true. Donald Trump, the most racist person ever. That's why he won the NAACP's Man of the Year. But that's a whole different story. I mean, I mean, come on. Look at all those roles he's going to lose now that he isn't a black actor. Doesn't fit the DIE requirements. Yep. All right, last two stories here. Um, there's a new movie out there. Christopher, uh, you do not have to see this one. I'm not asking you to see this. There is a new disturbing film out called The Outwaters. It's an independent movie that was released this month and has already made a big impact on critics. Uh, winning rave reviews, but viewers have been heavily affected and unsettled by the movie, taking to Twitter to reveal the their shock. The Outwaters, directed by Robbie Banifich, things turn scary after a camping trip in the Mojave Desert goes wrong. All four campers who are trying to film a music video are subject to horrifying happenings, including strange animal behavior and vibrations. Someone wrote, I just watched The Outwaters. Holy fucking shit. I really don't have words for the moment how scared this film made me. I'm excited to watch it again. Third person says, just finished The Outwaters and it was very effective. I definitely wish I'd seen that in the theater. It was disorienting, disturbing, and extremely anxiety-inducing. And a journey into hell. Two thumbs up. 
People have been leaving this movie throwing up. Needless to say, uh, I, I, I just, I, I have no, let's, oh, is this a trailer? Let's see the trailer for this. <sighs> okay, trailer's not coming up. Fantastic. Way to go. Thank you so much, Daily World News. So there you go. If you want to see it, it's called The Outwaters. I'm not going to see this film. I don't need to go to a film that makes me throw up when I leave. Don't need that, but thanks. Appreciate it. If I, if I want to go to that, I'll go to that movie theater with the moving seats. All right. Last story here is from Portugal. Or it was in Amsterdam. I'm sorry. Um, this is a story about Bagoli Fernandez. He's 25 years old. He was arrested at the Lisbon airport when suspicious meat was found in his suitcase. Um, Mr. Fernandez was detained at the Lisbon airport after arriving on a flight from Amsterdam earlier in the day. He is uh, the suspect, the main suspect, in the killing of a 21-year-old named Alan Lopes in the Dutch capital on Sunday. Now, what I have not told you about Mr. Fernandez is, is that he is, um, well, um, how do I put this? Um, he's, uh, he, he's a cannibal. <laughs> no, 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 he, he, he would be a knee eater. He, he, he is a uh, confessed cannibal. And the, um, the contents of his luggage... They fear our human meat. <laughs> the press have said investigators said the killer committed cannibalism. He was wearing clothes with blood on them and had a package containing pieces of meat. Now, see, why wouldn't you change... Like, 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 if you got clothes on that, that, that's got blood and shit all over it, why are, you, why are you getting on an airplane? I mean, you're just saying, hey, why didn't everybody look at me? Maybe he's one of Dahmer's cousins. I think the brand name is Humeat. He was held at the airport's border control after authorities became suspicious. I mean, like, like, you, you, I get, if that's evidence, he just wanted an in-flight meal. See, now, see, this brings up that story yesterday, the guy who opens the package of ribs on a plane. This guy's got, like, a cooked hand. Is that bad? He nibbles his food to goodbye horses. Where is that? Do I where do I have that in newest? <laughs> yeah, that that's a guy I don't want to be flying with. Uh, pardon me, uh, stewardess. Uh, yeah, I'm the guy who said good morning to you earlier. Um, this gentleman has a lot of blood all over his clothing, and I'm not really feeling comfortable. 
Man, you thought Burger King smelled bad. Amen to that. Dear God, I'd be praying for Burger King. Um, yeah, can you can you do something about the guy with the bloody mess over there? Who's well now, stewardess? Now he he's actually eating a finger. I can tell it's a finger because I can see the nail because he's pointing it at me. Yes, I'll switch seats. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm. You want me to sit away from that guy? Okay, I'm leaving. No problem. Yeah, you come up to me with bloody clothes on a plane and you ask me to move seats. I'm moving. What if he had ribs, too? (laughs) You let that guy through with the ribs, he thought. Different ribs. Different ribs. Sorry about that. (laughs) Different ribs, and, and, you know. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Moose out front should have told you those are different ribs. Sorry about that. Um, There you go. All right, today's joke. So, uh, yes, from B-Coop. Who's the best underground rapper of all time? Tupac. And when is it wrong to make your tenant pay their rent with sex? When you're playing Monopoly with your parents. There you go. All right. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. That's going to do it for us today. We will be back same Arnie time, same Arnie channel tomorrow. Holy crap, everybody. Strap in. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy will be here. And we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, this is cool. I'm in West Sacramento off Reed Avenue across the way. is CHP Academy. I'm hearing what sounds like thunder, but it's all gunshots. That is pretty cool. Uh, until tomorrow, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until then, y'all have a fantastic and wonderful hump day. And adios, everybody. Those city lights drew you like a magnet. You were attracted to his high pollutant crowd. I beg you not to go. But you still packed up I've been expecting you On a cruise back from town My old truck could not compare To his Mercedes It humbled you when you rode back on that greyhound. You picked a plastic rose and left a field of daisies. I've been expecting you on a cruise back. From town, what brings you back to this part of the country? 
Well, let me guess Oh, lover boy Let you down Did he throw you away Like his money I've been expecting you On a cruise back from town What brings you back to this part? Boy, let you down. Did he throw you away like his money? I've been expecting you all the clues back from town. To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.